Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. If you got an eviction notice, or you had trouble paying your rent, or the landlord was not fixing a tap in your kitchen, you could go to the Landlord and Tenant Board for a hearing. This is a tribunal meant to resolve these kinds of disputes. During the pandemic, the board began holding hearings online. Then, last spring, the board decided it would not go back to in-person hearings. Instead, it would remain digital. Jordan Tilly, a paralegal with the Northumberland Community Legal Center, is one of many of those who represent tenants in these hearings. He, along with many of his colleagues across the province, are finding the Digital First system is not working. It is impacting many renters in Northumberland, including seniors, the disabled, and those who cannot afford the technology. If you are a landlord or a tenant, you will want to hear what he has to say. I'm so pleased to have with me today Jordan Tilley, one of the community legal workers for the Northumberland Community Legal Center. Welcome to Consider This Northumberland. Yeah, thank you very much for having us here, Rob. Jordan, during the pandemic, the Landlord-Tenant Board, which hears cases regarding evictions, moved from in-person to online hearings. It was also during the pandemic that there were things the Ontario government did to help renters during this period if they were unable to pay their rent. Could you walk us through a brief reminder of what happened and why it was significant at the time? Yeah, for sure. Um, So in March of 2020, um, the Ontario Superior Court of Justice, they ordered uh, an eviction moratorium uh, to halt residential evictions in Ontario. And that moratorium was lifted um, and LTV proceedings resumed um, in middle of September of 2020. Um, And then again in April, in the beginning of April of 2021, um, the eviction moratorium was again reinstated by a provincial stay-at-home order, um, which was slated to end um, and did end in, in June of 2021. Um, but what also happened was uh, Tribunals Ontario, which oversees the Landlord and Tenant Board, um, they introduced the Digital First strategy, which was uh, basically a permanent move in the midst of the pandemic. Um, and that included um, a major overhaul um, as to how matters were scheduled and are scheduled currently. Um, you know, previously speaking, what would happen is um, all local matters were scheduled together according to different regions, um, regardless of the file type. And now matters are scheduled by file type, which you know, can create mega hearing blocks within, you know, regions grouped together. 
So now we've seen, you know, this digital first approach where we have all Ontarians now, you know, from different different um, regions coming and and doing their hearings on on Zoom or, you know. So when it was in person, if I'm understanding what you said, when it was in person, I would go to a particular place. There might be a whole range of things from everything from eviction notices to unpaid rent or whatever the complaint was. Mm -hmm. And I would be heard in front of a judge. Yeah, it'd be in front of an adjudicator, which we like to explain. Yeah, you are 100% right. They are judges. Um, and you would go to, you know, for us locally, it'd be a local um, Best Western in, in, in this area, um, you know, for for the Peterborough area, you'd be, you know, um, I believe that was in the service um, Ontario um, or service Canada location, um, pretty much a big, a big, large conference room or boardrooms in Ontario. Yeah. For me, as a, as a, a renter or a landlord, it was very yeah. local. What sort of things are brought before the landlord tenant board? You you mentioned these files, but yeah, for a sure. file a file is a something has happened. So can you tell yeah. us the various things that uh, you as a legal worker might represent somebody a tenant going before the landlord uh, tenant board? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, you can definitely see a lot of applications um, through whether they be at fault applications which could be um, such as things as, um, you know, a tenant causing damage to the unit um, for, this is landlord applications that I'm specifically referring to, um, at fault applications such as, you know, um, the tenant damaging the unit, interfering with the landlord's reasonable enjoyment of the unit, um, interfering with others' reasonable enjoyment of the unit. Um, there's other, um, eviction applications um, or eviction notices that can take place for illegal acts. Um, and there's as well as um, not at fault um, evictions um, and eviction notices, such as, you know, landlord or purchaser own use, um, as well as, um, uh, which is known as an N12 or an N13, which is, you know, a notice to end your tenancy because the landlord wants to demolish the rental unit, repair it, or convert it to another use. Those are some of the landlord applications um, that we could potentially represent um, and give legal advice to tenants um, in the Northumberland area and access and, and represent them at their hearing in regards to those applications. There's also applications that tenants can make um such a you know two of the most common applications being um, a t2 and a t6 application and in simple terms those are tenants rights um, and maintenance and repair applications um, so they would you know those are just some of the applications and then there's other applications as well um, but those are the applications that could be heard um Okay. before an adjudicator at the landlord and tenant board. So uh, what you, if I'm hearing you correctly, then um, what we're talking about is on the landlord side, it's, you know, if you've got a noisy tenant or somebody that's causing problems in the building, these are the kinds of things where they're trying to get rid of a, a bad tenant. And then on the, on the tenant side, it's things like, you know, unfair rent hikes 
or that uh, what you were mentioning about, you know, uh, evicting somebody, that's that renoviction thing where you, you say, oh, I, I want to renovate it or I want to use it for my own use mm -hmm. again or I want to move back into the house or, I, you know, whatever it is, I want to move my daughter into the house. That yeah. kind of stuff. Th those are the kinds of files that you're looking at when you're going before the landlord tenant when you're representing them as uh, as the community legal center. Am I am I correct on that? Uh, yes, you are correct in in some aspects for sure. I mean, it really depends on the situation, right? Sure. We are we are definitely representing tenants only. Um, we are representing them for the landlord and tenant board in, in various types of applications. Um, you know, in these, the rent increases, whether it be, um, you know, we can we can look at a person's documents and assess if it is a legal rent increase, or maybe they've maybe the landlord has applied for an above guideline increase. We can take a look at those documents. Um, what also there is is, you know, maybe I didn't dive deep into on some of the content of maybe tenant applications and tenant applications. You know, a T two application it on the or forefront. It's a tenants' rights application, which can be issues like you know my landlord um, or superintendent or the landlord's agent entered um, my unit illegally. They changed the locks or the locking system to my rental unit, um, which is happening more and more as um, we're seeing a huge delay in landlord and tenant board hearings. Um, which I'm hearing eight to 10 months currently, um, you know, in this application harassed, interfered with me, threatened me. And another one, you know, withholding vital services, which is another one that sort of covers the T2 application, the T6 is the maintenance and repair bit, um, essentially as well. Yeah. Right. The Ontario government announced a $4 million influx of money to help the Landlord-Tenant board, board go to the digital first approach. Can you explain what that is and why it's significant? The Landlord and Tenant Board um, is being forced to switch to digital hearings only. We know that, right? What's happening is you're getting, you're getting tenants and landlords having to show up um, either for a morning hearing or an afternoon hearing via um, Zoom um, to attend, you know, whatever hearing that they have for that day. Um, these individuals, whether they're the tenant or the landlord, are having to um, join the hearing, get admitted by the moderator, an adjudicator will join um, soonly after whatever block they are attending introduce themselves um, to everyone, and then they will proceed with, um, you know, the uncontested matters. Maybe they have a mediated agreement between the tenant and the landlord that an adjudicator or a mediator can handle very quickly. And then it will, you know, soon after that, it could, it, it does take a while for these, um, you know, just to get admitted into the system, um, whether that be by phone or by video. And by phone, it creates a lot of problems in itself, um, which we can talk about later on, if you remind me. Um, and then once you're finally admitted, then, you know, if you have a contested matter where the landlord and the tenant um, 
you know, are disagreeing about the issues. Maybe they're disagreeing about the amount of um, rental arrears they owe, or maybe they disagree that um, they have damaged the unit and they have evidence to uh, substantiate that. Um, and, you know, the landlord disagrees, then they would proceed to a hearing in front of the adjudicator. Um, but that does have a lot of issues with this approach as you either need to call in or you need to have access to a computer. All right. The Advocacy Centre for Tenants of Ontario says it has grave concerns about this system. So can you articulate for us what those concerns are and if you share those concerns? Yeah, I do share those concerns, of course. Um, I think that... Um, I mean, we believe that there are many challenges that tenants are faced with in the midst of this digital divide, right? Such as, you know, inequity, costs, and technology. So um, we believe that the changes imposed as a result of this approach um, have left tenants falling through the cracks um, without a doubt. You know, previously, what would happen is unrepresented tenants could show up on their day of the hearing and get support. Um, you know, and tenants were were able to sh easily share physical documents and evidence um, to their to support their case to um, to tribunal staff, including um, mediators, as well as they could get you know free summary legal advice in person with tenant duty counsel, um, which is a service that's still being provided um, in the digital first approach. Um, Beforehand, you know, many tenants struggled with physical, mental, social, and economic barriers before the shift, right? And now, um, you know, they're forced to change to a digital first strategy that has amplified these issues, right? Um, you know, eventually, potentially causing tenants to lose their home. Um you know, technology issues, um, you know, uh, navigating through a, through a system like this requires knowledge, experience, um, access, um, lower income and in rural households um, are more likely to have insufficient internet speeds, um, you know, to participate in a virtual hearing, depending on how many number um, of hours it could take to complete that hearing. Um, you know, these blocks are scheduled for three, three and a half, four hour blocks, whether it be a morning or afternoon hearing. But sometimes, and I've been present where they they have gone longer, um, you know, some, some hearing blocks are all day blocks as well, depending on the issue and um, the actual um, matters that are before them. Well, I, I could see the Ontario government turning around and arguing, well, look, you know, this is a, you know, first of all, it's the 21st century. So mm -hmm. technology is a good, you know, is generally a good thing. And also the fact that it, it's probably saving a lot of money. You don't have to rent all these hotel rooms and, you know, all this local stuff that was going on. And there's probably were travel expenses for the, the, the adjudicators for the landlord and tenant board. So yeah. I could, I could see that there would be some, some positives to it. But, you know, the concerns that you've raised, 
digital access seems to be at, at the center of this. And I'd like to know what you're finding in Northumberland County among your clients. How many are, are coming to you and saying, you know, like I, this is just not working for me, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. Can you, can you maybe share some some of your experience with uh, some of these barriers? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, a lot of them. I mean, all of them are experiencing exactly that. Uh, these technology issues. I mean, some of our clients don't have a phone to access these issues, so they're more than welcome to. Um, come to the legal center and participate in their hearing here, um, especially if we're, if we're representing them. Um, you know, I think they're starting to address these issues possibly um, by giving each person, um, um, you know, if you are asking for accommodation, um, I mean, the landlord and tenant board does have an obligation to try their best to accommodate you, of course. Um, so I think that they're trying to, you know, be able to give people minutes on their cell phones. Um, I think that, you know, we're having a lot of issues with the new online portal, um, which is which is the portal that's used um, to upload documents, to upload evidence, um, to schedule hearings and people are receiving these notices um, and not knowing how to access the online portal. And it's very confusing for them. And this is where all the back end work gets done, um, where people exchange documents, where they upload their evidence, where they receive their notice of hearing. So we see people falling through the cracks, whether, you know, if they're not attending um and um where they're not attending their hearings at all because they didn't receive the notice of hearing um we're seeing that a lot um we're seeing um you know people coming to us saying i don't know how to work this online portal can you help me work it can you help me um see see what's happening or um you know it's been um another issue is with the new um the online portal, I believe, was just introduced, I believe, in December of 2022, um, by the way, just for just for background. And the online portal is where, um, just like I said, they upload a lot of these documents um, where they can upload their applications, um, whether tenants can upload their T2, T6 applications, and landlords can upload their certain applications. Um, and then the other party would get uh, notice of said application via this portal and then you would access all the information going back and forth via the portal which is problematic for a lot of people especially the clients that we represent um, and I mean it's it's a confusing system for for a lay person let alone if they're a landlord or a tenant um, so yeah we're, we're seeing um of a lot of issues where people are missing their hearings, not being able to access the online portal. Um, there's also an issue of um, online file status was something you could look up before. So Rob, if you had um, a landlord and tenant board case prior to December of 2022, um, you could look up the status of your 
your file, you know, it would say pending or, you know, it's filed, but you haven't received the notice of hearing. Um, and in this case, you know, with these new file numbers, you're not able to look up the file status um, via the new um, via the new numbers that they're giving people. So um, it, it is an issue for the people that we're seeing in Northumberland that are coming to us, you know, daily um, and, and raising their concerns about this approach. So the Advocacy Centre for Tenants Ontario did a study and they found that 44% uh, of the tenants or just under half show up for digital hearings and yet 87% of the landlords show up for digital hearings. So it, I guess that speaks to this, you know, uh, tenant tenants not being able to really access the system properly. But what I, I wonder is like, you know, you've described a couple of instances where you said, you know, you guys provide help. Mm -hmm. So is, is that not the solution? I mean, it, you know, people should just be coming to you and you guys will walk them through. I, I mean, you can also go, I mean, there's the library has computers. There's other public places where I can access computers and, and get online. Um, isn't, isn't that really what we're talking about here? It's just, you know, maybe it just means that uh, people, instead of going to the the best Western for a conference room, now they're coming to your office and they're doing their hearing in, in your office. Am I missing something? Uh, yeah, I mean, the question, I mean, right then and there, the question is, you know, where, where do we go next? Right. And what can, what can be done to help? And yeah, for sure. Anyone is welcome to, to come to our office and receive free independent summary legal advice. Um, and depending on the merits of the case, we could represent and, you know, direct them to the right avenue. Um, but in regards to, I, th I think the question is, you know, where do we go next or what can, what can be done to help? I mean, there's, there's many things. So pause, we could pause any further rollout of a digital system, um, until all users are consulted. Um, you know, I think that we can return, um, return in person to access the landlord and tenant board while providing digital as an option for parties who prefer it might be an option. Um, we can ensure um, the forms, the website information, the online portal, as well as published materials um, are in plain language to increase accessibility, um, you know, consult with tenants, landlords and representatives in designing a system that brings back the public's confidence in the landlord and tenant board. Um, you know, those are some um, and then the big one and the one that we would like to see, of course, would be the return to regional scheduling so that related matters will be heard together, right? And this will allow um, files to be heard faster and achieve, you know, better resolutions for, for all parties involved. And then oh, the other one, I mean, the biggest one, sorry to cut you off, Rob, oh. I think would be um, ensure everyone has the opportunity to um, to natural justice and to state their case. And this is easiest to do when it's in the same forum, right? Um, it's the phone is not working. Um, there is many phone issues and I have, um, and I've logged on via the phone, um, as a representative and it's not 
something that anyone wants to do, let alone um, a tenant that's facing eviction or a tenant that has, um, you know, their vital services cut off. Um, you know, there's there's a lack of information for those joining by phone that is not compensated for by board members, you know, by board moderators. Um, you know, it's it's without visual cues, um, whether that be via Zoom or micro, Microsoft Teams or, um, I mean, it's difficult to gauge what's going on in an actual hearing. Um, you know, an example would be, um, members off, often referencing renaming people in hearing blocks, um, which is not clear without being able to see what's going on. I mean, there's no visual uh, indicator that states when you join a hearing, if you were joining the hearing, Rob, um, there's no visual indicator that states that if, they're, if you're muted, um, you know, those on the phone cannot see what room they're in. You don't know if you're in the main room, whether you're in a breakout room with the landlord or uh, uh, um, a mediator, or you're in the hearing room, and it's not often made clear. Um, so those are some of some of the issues there. So far, we've been talking about just everyday people who have a problem. But what about specific groups, people like seniors or people who are disabled or have language issues? Can you talk a bit about those kinds of challenges on top of the ones that you've already described? Yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge issue for seniors um, and, and these marginalized communities. And I think I was, I was making reference and, um, to the seniors and these marginalized communities, um, in essence, through all of what I've been talking about, um, because those are the clients. Um, that that we service, um, that we love to service, and um, that are being affected each each and every day by this, you know, digital divide, as you put it. Um, it's it's not adequate for for someone with a mental health issue to um, be able to access access um, a hearing. Um, via Zoom or via telephone, like I was just describing with some of the phone issues, um, let alone a senior who's trying to navigate, trying to get on the online portal, or a senior that's trying to navigate, trying to get on their online hearing. That's why maybe a hybrid model is 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 an is an approach to, to take. Um, but as the numbers that you were that the advocacy center for tenants Ontario has presented. Um, you know, the majority of landlords are represented. The majority of landlords have video. Um, the majority of the representatives have video, of course. Um, but the majority of tenants are not showing up to their hearing. Um, you know, whether that be seniors, whether that be a person, um, uh, a lay person, whether that be anyone. Um, you know, it's it's this digital divide for sure that's... Well, it's it's interesting you talk about that because uh, in, according to some of the stats that I read from the advocacy center, two thirds of landlords come with lawyers, mm -hmm. whereas um, two thirds of tenants did not come with 
uh, representative, like a lawyer or a paralegal like yourself. Why is that? Well, well, before before the before the um, the digital hearings, uh, you were in person. We were seeing a lot of people come um, and receive the the tenant duty council services in person, right? And now, um, as a tenant, you are entitled to tenant duty council, which is a service that is provided um, and funded through Legal Aid Ontario, um, and which we provide um, as well um, to everyone to, to give them free summary legal advice. Um, and it's even a problem for us um, online to give advice to tenants because we actually can't see their documents if they have not come to us beforehand and shown us their documents or you know um, received any advice before. Um, Whereas beforehand, when it was in person, you know, we would see their documents. We could give, um, we could give the advice. Um, we could go right to the landlord and um, and potentially make an order on consent or an agreement or a mediated agreement, um, um, or we could potentially um, represent um, in front of an adjudicator. Have we seen the documents? Um, so, so am I understanding this? Like you used to go to the hearings mm -hmm. when they were in person and you'd just be there and people would show up and if correct. they needed some help, you were there and you could look through their documents and you could give them like instant advice or give them a hand uh, navigating it. And now with the digital first, that's, that's a lot harder, if not impossible. I would say it's a lot harder. I don't think it's impossible um, because we're doing it. I mean, we're, you'll see... Um, in the rooms, tenant duty council from different areas that are providing tenants with the legal advice. However, with the caveat being, we are finding that um, a lot of tenants are not showing up to the hearing. So we can't give those tenants legal advice if they're not showing up for the hearing. Whereas in person, there was a lot more tenants that were showing up for the hearing, were accessing the services. Um, but yes, it, it's not impossible to receive the advice because um, there is other tenant duty council that can step in from different jurisdictions that can give people advice, give tenants advice. Um, it just happens to be that the landlords, the majority of landlords are representative because they have the funds um, potentially to hire a paralegal or a lawyer as a representative. And that's not saying that a tenant can't... Um, it fascinates me, though, when you're talking, because, um, you know, with this being sort of all across Ontario when it's digital versus the, the local uh, stuff, I, I mean, you must, as, as a paralegal, get to know all the landlords and you, you, you kind of have a sense of what they are and their tactics that they use and the arguments that they'll make. Um, whereas when you're in this sort of, uh, you know, huge context across Ontario, you know, somebody from Sarnia is giving you advice to, you know, a landlord issue in Northumberland. Is is that what I've I heard you describe? So tenant duty council doesn't provide advice to landlords. 
No, no, uh, I didn't mean the yeah, landlords. I'm sorry, saying I'm sorry, yeah, you, yeah. you you know the landlords locally. So if you've got a tenant with a problem with the landlord, there's a good chance you know this landlord. You know how they behave. You know their representatives. You you have a relationship and you, you know how the system works. Whereas yeah. when you were describing the digital situation, it sounds to me like I could – you know, I could be awarded as a tenant. I could get somebody from Sarnia that was going to help me against my landlord in the case. I understand what you're saying now, Rob. Sorry about that. Um, it works by jurisdiction. So if you're a tenant in Northumberland County, you'll be assigned a tenant duty council. It'll, it'll give us a prompt to be there on your hearing date to provide you with summary legal advice. So if you're in okay. Belleville, you know, a Belleville lawyer or a paralegal or community legal worker um, is going to be there on your hearing date. Okay. But that's not to say that those people are in other hearing blocks as well, which is a lot of the case um, for tenant duty council in different regions, you know, Toronto, uh, York, Sarnia, all the different regions. Um, you know, there's, there's, all these legal clinics um, that are funded with this program can provide tenants with with pretty okay. um, summary legal advice. However, what happens a lot of the time is the tenant duty council are um, having to be in multiple rooms at one period of time, which sometimes it could be problematic um, if if um, you know you get through the cracks per se. And then, you know, if, if your tenant duty council is in another room or unavailable, um, it's a possibility that you might be speaking with a different region uh, tenant duty council. So what is the legal center doing then to raise its profile in the community so that more tenants realize that they're not solely on their own to deal with the portal and all this technology that they can actually come and that you guys will not just give them advice, but you'll help them navigate the technology so that they can attend their hearing. Yeah. What are you doing around public education? Yeah. So we're doing a lot of public legal education. Um, we have a lot of satellite clinics as well, um, where we're serving all in Northumberland via these satellite clinics. Um, we have a satellite clinic in Brighton and Campbellford, on an as um, on a bi-weekly basis um, we're just about to start up the port hope um, clinic as well um, very soon um, on a bi-weekly basis um, so people can come get the legal advice in these rural areas or if um, or if you are in a rural area and can't you know and can't come to the office and need the legal advice um, and you know can't can't uh get the legal advice by the phone, we can come to you in Northumberland County. Um, you know, we're providing a lot of public legal education around this community um, in regards to at fault and not at fault evictions. Um, and, you know, the the not at fault evictions, um, the rent evictions, um, the landlord or purchaser own use um, applications. Sure. sure. Uh, but our office is open nine to five, Monday through Friday. We're open for walk-ins at all period of time. Um, you don't need an appointment to come in the office, however it'd be preferred. But if you're in the area, you can always come to our office and we'd be happy to to give you the legal advice. Well, it's great that you guys are, are doing all these wonderful things and making yourselves available. But I wonder to what extent 
you know, you're reaching out into the community so that people even know you exist. This is another issue um, entirely. Um, however, and I can give you a good example about this, Rob, is, um, you know, if you're, if you're a senior, if you're um, a person with a disability, um, if you're a lay person, and you receive um, a notice of hearing for your uh, landlord and tenant board matter, uh, on the second page, it will give you information um, about um, signing up for tenant duty council um, so that we will get a prompt to be there on your day of hearing. But then again, I mean, that's on the second page and that's if people, um, you know, it's a big package that comes in for a notice of hearing and that's if people um, take the time to, to go through all that information. Um, you know, by the time you, you get all the information and you get the Zoom link and the phone hearing and all the information about the services that are provided, that's if you don't forget or, um, you know, not sign up for that service. Um, so we're trying as much as we can to get our voice out there. A word of mouth is always the best. We're getting the phone calls each and every day um, to provide tenants with summary legal advice. Um, seems like we're getting a lot more and more phone calls um, lately about those not at fault eviction applications, unfortunately. Um, however, you know, getting word of mouth, um, going out in the community um, and giving them um, the information of what services um, are available to them at the legal center um, is, is definitely one thing as well that we are doing. Well, it's interesting because consider this Northumberland. We did an investigation into absentee landlords and found that one in 10 property owners do not live in Coburg. And the ratio is about the same in Port Hope. So that means that there's a lot more homes now being rented in Northumberland. Do you have any statistics on the number of tenants in Northumberland and is this a growing sector? In other words, are there more and more renters in the county? And I guess the bottom line is, are more people renting now? And are we going to see increases in these kinds of conflicts between landlords and tenants? Yeah, I mean, of, of course you are. I mean, I, I believe the numbers, I mean, I don't know the numbers offhand, but I believe the numbers, I believe there are over 1.5 million tenants in Ontario. Um, and as the housing stock, you know, is depleting, um, you know, unfortunately, um, with these eviction applications pending and these hearings going on, um, the unfortunate part is about where where are the tenants going to go after that? You know, if you have an eviction application um, that is being heard um, and you do get evicted um and they give you an order after that it's it's a fairly quick timeline um you know there it's a possibility that we could provide you with advice to how to delay that um subject to the residential tenancies act um however the question being is where do you go after getting evicted and with this, you know, 
housing stock being depleting, um, it's it's a question that that is um, that is unanswered. So what's what are you seeing? What kind of situations or abuses are you seeing currently in Northumberland? Abuses in regards to um, the applications that are being served on. Yeah. On, yeah. So we are seeing a lot of um, the not at fault eviction notices. So the the N12s and N13s, as you call them, the rent eviction. Um, you know, the notice to end your tenancy because the landlord wants to demolish the unit, repair it or convert it. Um, those are applications that are we are seeing more of, um, especially being in a rural community. You're seeing a lot of these applications in, um, you know, dense populations, but we are seeing these applications in this community. But the number one um, not-at-fault application that we're seeing is definitely the N12, the notice to end the tenancy because the landlord or purchaser or family member requires the rental unit. And whether that be a legitimate or illegitimate um, application, um, those, you know, those are all, those are the um, not a fault evictions. And the number one um, application that we we're seeing from day to day, of course, is, which I didn't mention earlier, earlier, and I just remember now is, of course, the arrears application. Um, is your tenant that's in arrears and the landlord gives you notice and then um, proceeds with the eviction process. Um, that is the most typical application that we are seeing. Um, and are there remedies for that? Are there things that can be done to remedy that? Yeah, I mean, of, of course there's things that can be done to remedy that. Um, you know, I, um, for example, if you were served with if you were late, um, if you were late in December, um, and your rent was a thousand dollars, you would have fourteen days to pay that rent to void said notice of arrears. Um, however, if you didn't void the notice, and the landlord could uh, proceed with the eviction application. If they proceed with the eviction application, right now we are seeing. Um, an eight to 10 month waiting period um, for a hearing date. Um, so, it, you know, ultimately it'd be if the, the, the tenant can um, catch up on the rental arrears, um, then they could potentially, you know, not face eviction or maybe, um, you know, it, eight to 10 months down the line and you owe $5,000 now um, because of the situation that you're in, there might be a possibility where we can, we can come to a payment plan with the landlord if they're willing to, uh, to mediate on the case. And if they're not willing to mediate, um, it might be a possibility that we can go in front of the landlord and tenant board um, uh, adjudicator to, to make a payment plan um, um, and avoid the eviction. So if people are listening and they're concerned about their status or maybe they've received a, a notification, what can they do? What steps should they take? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is, is they can definitely give us a call. Um, 
I mean, we're we're here nine to five, Monday through Friday. Um, there's a, a great team of lawyers and paralegals in this office that are willing to um, help you through your situation, whatever the situation may be when it comes to um, navigating through um, through this process, um, as well as um, there's there's some great sheets that the Advocacy Center for Tenants Ontario has provided that um, we have in office that are online um, that can be distributed to you um, uh, in different ways. Um, and the biggest thing being is the this um, the Northumberland Community Legal Clinic is here to help you. And if you are a rule, um, if you're a rural member of the community, um, if you're homeless that is trying to navigate, um, um, if you are if you're homeless trying to navigate the system, um, if you are a rural person, um, we or if you can't get in the office, we can come to you. Jordan Tilly, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thanks, Rob. That was Jordan Tilly, a paralegal with the Northumberland Community Legal Center. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.